Yo, Brian Saf back again. Another Talk of Play Blurry Cast. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to hear me blurred out about <laughs> whatever it is I'm interested in at the moment. Uh, this episode in particular, I don't know, shouldn't be too long. I mean, I skipped last week. My apologies if you were looking forward to episode last week. Um, I was traveling and shit, so things got in the way. But I'm back this week in the headlines. Not very much going on. I wasn't really paying attention to any drama if there was any to pay attention to. So that should be quick. <laughs> Game chat is probably where we're going to spend most of our time. We had a lot of announcements happen just over the past two weeks with um, the state of play that I didn't get to cover with y'all last time. The Summer Game Fest, Xbox or Microsoft and Bethesda showcase. Like, there was a lot of shit going on with the games last two weeks. So that's probably where we're going to spend most of our time. But the playlist is also lit because... I got into a new project that I'm really fucking with. And then some loose singles and videos came out that I was like, all right, this is this is a good sign that uh, music for summertime won't be as less turn up or non turn up as I was uh, initially anticipating. So we'll get into that when I get there. And then the watch list is also kind of packed out because TV been TVing and I've been there watching in between my travels <laughs> but it shouldn't be a super duper long episode you can check the runtime for yourself i ain't got no reason to lie let's just go ahead and jump into everything though right after this music starting like i said with the goddamn headlines uh what what did i see uh summer in london it's back at it again you know what i'm saying arguing on the social media i didn't really care that much i just saw you know shade room post or whatever the case might be it looked like it was about the baby which you know what i'm saying i'm all for uh black parents trying to understand or figure out a healthy co-parenting situation do we as um viewers or listeners or spectators of the culture do we ask people that are not in their business need to be in their business no of course not you know what i'm saying we just on instagram scrolling but i guess they wanted us to be a part and that happened i don't really know what was said back and forth but i'm pretty sure it was over the baby like i said hopefully they figure that out um still over it is still a good album i i would actually venture to say it's better than the first um album over it but that's just my opinion i know somebody oh, i'm tripping you tripping i fuck with still over it over over it just this is what it is <laughs> that's just my opinion since we was talking about summer in london and their um latest instagram beef why not talk about the music that shit was fire to me way better than over it moving along <laughs> monique and dl they still beefing um i'm out of it at this point or 
never was in it, but just saying, like, I don't really care at this point. I said what I said last episode. It's gotten a lot more messier since the last time I spoke on it. Don't really care to give it any more energy. What I do want to give energy, though, is Monique and Netflix both coming to an agreement to drop this um, discrimination lawsuit from 2020. That's a good that's a good look there. Monique coming out as not necessarily a winner in this situation, but definitely not a loser. Kind of kind of um, alludes to the fact that she might have been right, which I was always on her side when it came to the whole Netflix shit. Like, yeah, pay Monique what she worth. Now this Academy Award winning, like then sold out and headline many and many a tours and her comedy you know what I'm saying, world, and did all kind of acting and shit, like, give her a check, cut her a check, make sure the bag is right if you're going to use the name and try to bring niggas into watching Netflix to watch our comedians perform, like, cut the right goddamn size check, Netflix, but I'm glad they came to some kind of settlement agreement behind the scenes and we could finally like put that whole chapter of Monique's um, activism to rest. Speaking of some legendary comedians, though, Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock announced that they're doing a joint comedy show. Now, I don't know like the specifics on it. Of course, it's gonna be somewhere you know where many of niggas can access them of uh, of a certain pay grade. <laughs> mainly new york or la that's where i'm expecting this to be it's chris rock and fucking dave chappelle like they're gonna go to the most entertaining or entertainment focused cities around the country it's one of those two now if this shit spring off into a tour i will really really do my hardest to um attend one of these shows wherever i gotta go to to see it i would do that I like Dave Chappelle. He's a really good comedian to me. He deserves all of the praise in the comedy realm. Everybody like to say he's a living legend, a goat, and all this other shit. I can agree with that. I fuck with him. Chris Rock, you know, he's giving me um, scripted content in the name of Everybody Hates Chris. And some of his comedy stand-ups or whatever have been entertaining. And I've enjoyed him in plenty of other movies as well. Chris Rock is just also a legend. Like he's a big ass fucking comedian. These two giants coming together and they both funny as fuck now. I think Dave is a lot more funnier than Chris. This is my opinion, but Chris Rock is definitely funny. The the gap is not like large. It's just there in my opinion. But I'm interested in seeing these niggas, bro. Whatever y'all got to do social media to make them go on tour, do that. One show is not enough. We seen what happened um, when the dude tried to run on stage. I'm pretty sure Dave and Chris will reference that in a brand new funny way during this joint show. I just want to see it. If they could film it, put that shit on Amazon, put it on Netflix, something. I just want to be a part. It look funny. Well, these niggas are funny <laughs> and I want to be a part. So that was dope to me. So I put it on the headlines. What wasn't dope though? DDG getting arrested. Now, <laughs> I don't. The rap shit is starting to rub 
DDG the wrong way. He, they starting to rub off on my dog now. I don't know if I like it. <laughs> if you know anything about DDG, or if you don't know anything about DDG, I should say. DDG started out as a YouTuber. He was like one of them lifestyle or not necessarily lifestyle, but just like he vlogged his life. All the shit that his family and stuff would do and pranks and all kind of goofy shit like that. Like he is a wholesome, well he was a wholesome dude just <laughs> on the internet having fun showcasing his family. Black, they all black. You know what I'm saying? He's a black kid. So just giving us a YouTuber that's like out here doing um, regular middle class life shit. I was cool with that. I'm fucking with it. He started making music. Start to side. He wanted to rap. Didn't sound bad to me. I was cool with it. I'm fucking with it. Then he was like, oh, you know what? I'm asking the whole YouTube vlogger shit all together. And I'm just going to be a rapper. Question marks arose. I was like, why would you do that? I didn't fuck with that move. But. The music was coming out and I was like, okay, it has potential. So if he really going to set the YouTube shit aside and focus on the music, I could see it like really working out for him. So maybe him cutting YouTube wasn't a bad decision. Um, the music continued to be the way it is. No, he's still growing in popularity. That's fine. But of course, the checks are different. Just trying to live off a of Spotify stream. So he came at the YouTube. Fine. Now he's giving us content where you see his rapper lifestyle and shit like that. And it's all good. I'm enjoying watching DDG grow. Why he gets arrested for reckless driving with a concealed weapon is beyond me. <laughs> this is the part of the story where I'm like, wait a minute, nigga. You don't have to do this. <laughs> like, you don't. Everybody knows because we saw your life on YouTube or because... You know your fan base saw your life on youtube at least that this ain't you so you don't really gotta try to be that you got your rapper friends or whatever some of them might be a part of life some might be just doing what you do that's fine but you don't have to don't start getting in trouble nigga. that's all i want to say don't start getting in trouble because the rap checks are coming in you're getting booked for festivals and award shows like don't start Acting like the rest of these niggas who are Rico charges away from never seeing the light of day ever again. Like you is in a good lane. Stay over there. Don't try to don't try to be one of the street rappers, dog. Like that ain't necessarily the side of the industry that's going to sustain you. Not saying that anybody involved in their um, various law cases or whatever the case might be are guilty or anything like that i'm just saying the music would suggest things that would lead me to believe you know stuff happened with you ddg you are not that kind of nigga because we saw it on youtube for several years before you even decided you wanted to rap so just you know if i could offer any advice to that young man <laughs> i would just tell a little dog like hey it's okay to be the, you know, not so hard rapper that came from YouTube. Like, y'all still getting bags, bro. Like, and y'all staying out of trouble. So your marketability is high 
and your liability is low. So you can get brand deals and all kind of shit. Just stay in your lane and get the bag. Like you, you like halfway there. Your music is straight. You know what I'm saying? The YouTube still speaks for itself. Like you in a good spot. Don't start fucking with the law because <laughs> they will lock your black ass up. That's that's pretty much all I want to say. Just stay where you at. And you was dating, was it um, Chloe or Hallie? I can't remember. Hallie. Yes. Like, why? Or no, you was dating Chloe. Either way, you were in a good spot. Stop playing. <laughs> Don't fuck this up. That's all I want to say. Next. <laughs> Apple did their, what is it? WWDC. What does that mean? A worldwide developers conference i don't think so either way they showcased a lot of dope shit coming to the software of um their apple products so ios what 16 was announced and all the cool features coming there whatever the new os is for the macbooks and stuff like that watch os obviously for the apple watch like they announced a bunch of shit i'm excited just because i'm an apple owner like i fuck with apple heavy apple watch on right now reading my notes off the iphone recording right now on a macbook um next purchase or next like large purchase for myself new ipad because i need one so i can stop playing all my mobile games on my old <laughs> iphone 10 that needs to rest and like it's getting to a point where it's about to be like nigga we don't want to continue this so you know what i'm saying i'm apple out. i fuck with apple they're a very very solid brand i really love how they make their hardware um, in an advanced state to the point where it can it can survive based on operating systems coming out, you know, like five years plus in the future. Like they they take the time necessary to make good products. And I really fuck with that. They're not software focused like Android is. They they're more hardware focused. They want to make sure and whatever the fuck they putting out, you can have it for two, three, four years and it's still getting brand new updates and shit because the software takes a little bit of time to catch up to the capabilities of the hardware. I fuck with stuff like that. I'm a little tech junkie on the low. It is what it is. This new feature that I'm most excited for <laughs> editing and unsending our messages because I mean, I try to. um you know text good <laughs> grammar punctuation all that shit i try to do it you know because i don't want to appear like an idiot i spent so many years in school 12 for grade school and then i did college all kind of shit i spent a lot of time learning and i just feel like i need to speak that way and text that way as well i'm not in the short form text and then all the wids and shit like that i spell it out. i won't spell out lol but i'm not typing wid i'm gonna put what you're doing is because it's not that big of a deal <laughs> i don't need to shorten shit the phones the text messages they can send way more than 500 characters now like no need to shorten my messages i say what i gotta say and i send it 
sometimes I fuck up though. And this is why the edit and unsend, you know, um, functionality there by the ad in iOS 6, 16 is important to me. I don't mind editing. I'm the type of nigga that if I fuck up and I proofread it again, like, oh, I should have said this, then a third. I'll send an asterisk with the right sentence or right word in there just so you know I'm not stupid. So <laughs> being able to edit and unsend messages will do nothing but enhance my um ability as a wordsmith to send text messages that actually make sense <laughs> so i'm excited for that and then what else they had the um they changing up the lock screen which that been needed a, a refresher like i think the past update from like 13 to 14 maybe or 14 to 15 either way they had refreshed it before and i was like it still ain't really sliding how it's supposed to slide i still don't really fuck with it the way i should fuck with it they reworking it look like they finna get it to where i like it i'm excited for that because my lock screen just be filling up with notifications and i'll be like bro it's supposed to not look like this i want to see the picture i put on the back of my lock screen because <laughs> it's dope um and then widgets coming to the lock screen that's going to be dope need those because these little notification icons at the top of the iphone like they don't tell me enough and i don't like pulling down the little notification bar it's not you know don't work all the way like i would prefer for it to so um looking forward to the widgets and then the little live sports update they trying to or they're not trying but they are incorporating with the apple news and sports thing that look like it's gonna be dope and it's gonna be very helpful to a bunch of you sports fanatics out there i'm not that heavy in sports or whatever but when i want to keep up with uh the nba i will make it a point to like set up notifications and try to watch games so them trying to incorporate something into the news app uh that is specifically like sports focused and specifically designed to put sports at forefront of the notifications for the iphone i think that's gonna be dope as fuck too overall i'm ready for uh ios 16 i think the other features in there that you know didn't necessarily make the list for me to talk about here on the uh blurry cast are gonna be very very dope as well I, I just like when apple tell me what the fuck they about to do to my phone next like i really like that i really like them being a company that prides themselves on making sure that their user base understands what is about to change and happen with their devices they really good at that i need a new macbook as well so whatever's coming to um operating system i don't know what what the the new name is i didn't catch that part either way really excited for my apple products and um the new things coming out with apple that's it for the headlines though i cover everything i wanted to Let's go ahead and listen to some music real quick before we slide over into the goddamn game check. This is where I'm going to be talking a lot. <laughs> hey. Take a trip and put your phone on, do not disturb. Putting in no tea, but you keep working my nerves. Not trying to go back and forth about who hurt who first. 
Starting with some um, news in the game world. The Grammys, right? You know, the gramophone givers, the Academy folks that have um, banned my dog William Smith from attending over. You know what? We don't need to revisit that. Um, (laughs) The Grammys is going to include a category for best video game soundtrack. That is right. The Grammys is finally acknowledging that, you know what? soundtrack wise since we give you know movies you know they grammys for soundtrack or whatever we got to start looking for the games as well because the game soundtracks be fire too y'all right grammys don't know if y'all said that for real but i imagine that's the revelation y'all have when y'all decided to do this because this is good i really fuck with this um the video game awards always always gives awards to the music and the production behind video games and the audio and stuff behind that. It's only right that the motherfucking recording academy, the motherfucking Grammys, take note and not only take note, but implement as well. Because, hello, the most um, prestigious music award in all of music and audio is the Grammys. Why not? So that's dope glad the grammys decided to uh create that category and include it um xbox remember i believe last uh talk and play blurry cast i told you that there was an app coming for like tv that is the xbox app well it's been confirmed at this point it is going to be a cloud gaming app that will be for samsung smart tvs and monitors released this year and later so any samsung tv and or monitor will uh come preloaded with this motherfucking xbox app as well as be compatible to just download out of whatever app store you download your tv apps from it is immediately going to be available to anybody that has game pass ultimate they also announced that it will be compatible with any current wireless xbox controller as well as ps5 controllers and that is where my interest peaked because i mean i think i've talked to y'all before about wanting to get an xbox but not necessarily wanting to get an xbox like i just want to dip my toe into the xbox pool not necessarily take a swim this is a perfect way to do it i was originally looking at the um little stick thing which i probably still might have to get that streaming stick because i don't plan on buying a new tv anytime soon definitely not a samsung those tvs tend to be a little bit more expensive than what i'm willing to pay sometimes but maybe in the future sometimes who knows at this point though i gotta get that streaming stick but it's still dope that this app exists and is cloud gaming that's pretty dope as well i'll basically be able to log in to my tv no console necessary and just stream video games that's that sound dope to me and i can use the ps5 controller if i decide you know what i don't want to buy an xbox controller i probably will <laughs> just because like i feel like you know if i'm gonna be using the xbox app it probably just make a lot more sense for the xbox controller to be in use as well just to navigate the app and play the xbox games and not really 
configure for a PlayStation controller if I wanted to play these games with a PlayStation controller then it would probably be best for me to play them on a PlayStation right that makes sense to me so I probably will end up getting a uh, Xbox controller anyway just so I can utilize the streaming stick and the app on the TV or whatever but I do think it's dope that I could just use a wireless PS5 controller because technology is lit like that and console wars need to end <laughs> moving along since we brought up the xbox controller um the xbox design Labs also has announced that they're going to be getting more customizations for the xbox controllers so then like you'll be able to add printed text onto your controllers and then it's like a ton of new colors that they add in for different colorways and variations like it looks dope i've seen some pictures of some controllers that xbox was like you know kind of showing like oh this is how far you can go with it i think it was a video actually either way i was like that's cool you can't really customize controllers this extensively like especially when it comes to playstation and xbox historically it's always just been you're gonna buy whatever controller we put on the market and that is it <laughs> if you customize your shit you will be voiding your warranty and all this other bullshit so it just was what it was we didn't really care anyway as long as we had options this however is extremely detailed you literally building your own controller from the ground up and making it look and feel exactly how you want it to look and feel and i feel like that's dope congratulations xbox because that's a that's a dub over there like my controller will be all kind of tricked out but just want to mention that because as gamers you know we love customization glad that xbox is doing this for the controller rolling along um i didn't get to talk to y'all about the state of play the most recent one that playstation did so just real quick uh resident evil 4 as well as the resident evil vr both of them shits look you know, like Resident Evil games. The VR shit look kind of crazy, though. I, I really see people running into walls and hurting themselves based on the way them fucking zombies was jumping out in that trailer for the fucking Resident Evil VR. Like, be careful. The Walking Dead VR game as well. It looked good. I like, you know, the gameplay that I did get a chance to see in the PlayStation State of Play. Just watch your ass because walls um the horizon vr that shit look like it's gonna be dope i really enjoy the horizon game i haven't put as much time to it as i probably should or would like to but as far as i've gotten in the story i've come to enjoy the game and i really do want to beat it so that i can jump into um forbidden west which also received a free update same day as the uh, playstation state of play that shit look dope they did some changes to the game that are probably gonna like make the gameplay even more fun some customization features they added a a new mode like a i don't know mech i know i forgot but either way that shit look dope um spider-man's getting remastered for the pc congratulations to the pc players that stray cat game it looks interesting, but what I enjoyed most about it was that they was like, oh, it's going to come with um, PlayStation Premium for free at the day of launch, which means that 
some of these games, these newer games will have like a game pass kind of feature where it's like if you pay for this tier for PlayStation Plus, you'll get it free at the day of release. At least that's what that says to me, because they made it a point to be like, oh, yeah, if you have PlayStation Plus extra and up, which is PlayStation Premium, then you get this game free at the day of launch so i was like oh shit that means it's gonna be a bunch of other playstation games that are gonna drop and be free at the day of launch for playstation plus extra and playstation plus premium excited about that because i'm definitely upgrading so shout out to that i think stray will probably be my first game that i download for free just because i'm excited uh the Callisto protocol a zombie game that shit look kind of dope those kind of has some like um magic elements to it or like i don't know what does gene gray do like telepathy or the they was lifting the bitches up with their brains and their heads and their minds and stuff it was dope i like the trailer <laughs> roller drum which is a roller skating shooter looked interesting to me just because this person that was on the gameplay footage was rolling around on some rollerblades, just capping niggas, bro. It looked it looked kind of fun. He was like on a skate park, and it was like some kind of arena battle going on. It looked interesting. I'm a, I'm gonna check it out when it drops, just to see if the reason I was interested is actually gonna be what the game is like. <laughs> um, Eternites also looked good. It's a JRPG. You know, I like those interested in that as well. We'll see what it's hitting for when it drops. Street Fighter 6 look fire as fuck. The graphics, the art style of it. Like, I was like, okay, this shit is looking good. Um, This walk around um, RPG environmental element. Like, that shit look dope. I hope it's not just like an advanced or an open world menu system where you pretty much just walk from place to place across this very confined map just to access different fights and things in the story mode like i hope you can do stuff in it like train or um stand in front of a mirror and change your appearance or <laughs> i don't know mini games something just i don't want it to be oh you just walking from you know room to room accessing cut scenes and then a fight happens like i want it to like actually be an integral part of the overall game even if it's something like i said just customizing your character or you know having training areas or something but either way the game looks fire even though <laughs> in this gameplay trailer when they introduced chun lee and how fun she was looking at her her new design or whatever. They should have played Nicki Minaj's Chun-Li. <laughs> that was just... That was just something... That I was like... Watching this trailer like... Oh shit. If they would have played... Chun-Li right here. When Chun-Li came on the stream... We just hear a... Hey yo I been on something. Something you know... Just give me a little Nicki. It don't gotta be the full song. Just a little Nicki to beat... Something. They missed the opportunity... That's just my opinion, <laughs> because you better believe the uh, other hip hop blurs on the Internet or whatever. If, if they think like I think, which maybe I should do this first, I'm going to just snip that portion of Chun-Li's entrance into the trailer and I'm going to put Nicki Minaj's Chun-Li behind it. 
just to show Capcom what they should have did and how dope it could have looked. Maybe not, but we'll see. <laughs> Moving along. Tunic. That shit look interesting. It's an indie adventure platformer kind of game. Platformers are making a huge comeback, especially like the side scrollers and stuff like that. They look really, really interesting and fun. So I'm excited for that. That looked dope. Um, Season, A Letter to the Future, another indie game that had like an interesting concept. Obviously, some letter right into the future was going on. I'm interested in the story just based off of the trailer. So I wonder what that's like. The biggest reveal, though, of this particular state of play, the reveal that basically, I don't know, stole <laughs> stole my heart. <laughs> Motherfucker, Final Fantasy 16. I had no idea this was happening. Um, I probably just missed a bunch of articles and tweets about leaks and stuff, but it is what it is. I was pleasantly surprised. What's um, got me endeared to this game at this point so far, though, is the battle system that I saw, at least in the trailer anyway. It looks and has like the feel of Kingdom Hearts. Like the battle system in Kingdom Hearts was very, very similar to what we saw in the trailer for Final Fantasy 16. And that's really what like piqued my interest like on another level when I saw this trailer because I was like, oh shit, this is low-key kind of giving like Kingdom Hearts vibes or whatever. Now we know Kingdom Hearts 4 is on the way, but we don't even have a release date for it. Just like they always do with the Kingdom Hearts. Tell us what's coming, show us little updates on the gameplay and be like, we'll tell y'all when it's coming up when we want to. Final Fantasy 16 though, looks like it's going to obviously come out before kingdom hearts 4 and the battle system like is going to be very reminiscent of the kingdom hearts series in itself so i'm gonna be playing it i've never been like super super in the final fantasy like i have the 7 remake still haven't beat it but i've played well i beat the demo and i started the actual game got fairly far i just need to continue to push through either way it's been great i like the battle system in there but this particular battle system in final fantasy 16 where the combat looks or feels more focused in the magic aspect of it feels a little bit more refined i fuck with stuff like that because sometimes it's a little bit difficult trying to cast spells and use heals and shit like that in the middle of battle yes they do hit you with that like time slow down or whatever so that you can scroll through the menu and stuff like that but it kind of i don't know it kind of pulls you out of the momentum of the fight a little bit when you do that especially after the spell is cast or whatever you like all right everything is sped back up so at least based on what i saw in the gameplay trailer there's less menu to scroll through because the magic is more refined like I said, so I'm excited for it. I think that is the game that I'm most excited for from this particular state of play that and probably Street Fighter six. I just like where uh, Street Fighter has gone over the years and I'm ready to see what new things that they're going to add with this um, six installment with this open world esque kind of menu thing or whatever they trying to do and then like i said final fantasy 16 those are probably the two games that i'm like definitely have to keep my eye out for those when they drop 
other gaming news uh summer game fest also happened so a bunch more trailers and stuff re- was uh revealed um a lot of the trailers or some of them anyway we got to see in the state of play and uh, i don't know there was a lot of trailers for summer game fest so what i did was compile a list of the trailers that caught my attention the most the ones that i'm probably gonna check out the games when they get ready to drop or whatever starting with last of us um announced a multiplayer game that looks um like it's gonna be some fun like you know last of us is zombie game or whatever a multiplayer version of it should be kind of lit i'm looking forward to uh teaming up with my dolls to play that they also quickly let us know that the uh, last of us hbo series has also finished shooting so that should be dope should be getting that hbo series for the last of us um i don't know soon <laughs> hopefully witch fire looked dope it's a first person shooter that kind of mixes spells and um guns but it kind of has like this dark um dungeony tone to it i don't know the trailer looked dope i like that one minute she was shooting this what seems to be shotgun and then she did some kind of magic trick or it was a he i don't remember what the character gender was but the trailer looked dope gonna check that game out when it drops um stormgate looked like it's gonna be a multiplayer mech game or a co-op mech game or an arena style mech game we'll see but mech games <laughs> tend to be fun um I wonder what's going on with the Mobile Suit Gundam game. Hmm. That kind of looked like Overwatch. I remember I talked about that. Either way, Stormgate looks, based on the cinematic trailer anyway, like it's going to be some kind of fun. I want to see what gameplay is going to look like before I say whether or not I'm going to give it a try. But like I said, I like mech games, so we'll see. Um, Outriders World Slayer was also announced, which I don't know. Outrider had a negative impact on me. Like I was enjoying the game, but then I realized like it could have been a lot better. I just don't know how I feel about it. But I see that they keep dropping these DLCs, expanding the game world slayer is the next one and based on the trailer this might be the one that get me back into playing the game i didn't hate the game it was just once i got to the end of it and i realized it wasn't gonna be what they promised i was like oh nah this 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 whole campaign mode was basically for nothing then (laughs) but it looks like they're starting to make good on the promises now because this is what the second or third dlc to drop since the game has released so i don't know maybe world slayer would be the one that pulls me back in and gets me excited to i don't start a whole new character and build up the customizations and all that we'll see though marvel's midnight suns was also i guess announced not really because we knew that game was coming but they gave us another look at it anyway it's a tactical rpg from fraxis who is the developers behind the world famous civilization games my favorite tactical games of all time well one of them anyway and that is pretty much the biggest selling point for me fraxis game has taken marvel characters and making a tactical turn-based rpg with them 
I'm down for that. I'm really down for that. I love games, like I said, Civilization and also uh, games like Fire Emblem. And that seems to be what this Marvel Midnight Suns is going to be like a nice mashup of Fire Emblem, Civilization and motherfucking Marvel. I'm here for it. I'm really enjoying what I saw as far as the gameplay is concerned with this uh, unique kind of like battle style where you kind of have to use the environment around you to help you defeat your enemies like throwing people into dumpsters and all kind of shit it just looks dope um based on the trailer at launch is gonna have a nice selection of characters for you to use i'm just excited for it like it's gonna be one that i pick up and enjoy playing for quite some time star rail by heoverse who is the creator of the Genshin Impact games that I fuck with. Um, they're releasing a JRPG. It's giving like Final Fantasy vibes. I'm not mad at it though. It's a different developer, a different studio, different characters, everything. It just kind of reminds me of Final Fantasy. But I do, like I said, fuck with Heoverse specifically for the Genshin Impact game. This doesn't seem to be like in the same vein of Genshin Impact, but still has some of the same endearing qualities. So I'm going to check it out and see what it's about when it drops. Zenless Zone Zero is another action uh, JRPG. The combat on the game looks dope as fuck. And I love how it pairs with like the art style of the game. Like if you watch the trailer for it, go back, check out Zenless um, Zone Hero and just watch the gameplay footage of it because the game looked like it's gonna be really really fun kind of <laughs> final fantasy but <laughs> the new final fantasy 7 where the uh the action is like very spread out it's not tactical you know it's not turn-based it's like you you know what not Final Fantasy. Devil May Cry. That's the action that I got from watching this um, Zenless Zone Zero action JRPG. Either way, I'm excited for it. Probably going to check it out when it drops. Um, One Piece Odyssey also caught my attention. I'm not a One Piecer, if if that's what you guys like to be called. Like I haven't watched a full episode of One Piece ever in my life, even though I want to. <laughs> it just caught my attention because... Um, I'm familiar with One Piece just being a blur and that being one of the biggest animes of all time. And the trailer looked really good. It was like, oh, whatever story they trying to tell mixed with whatever action is like it's going to have in it. I might be interested in that. So I put it down as one of my uh, top picks of interest. Um, and then the Corey, just because I really love how it looks like you're the main character in like a campy old school summertime teen horror film or whatever. Like it looks like you're playing in a horror movie and that's dope to me as somebody who is trying to get more into the horror genre just as a in film and television and stuff. I'm like, all right, this shit look kind of dope. I might check that out. Those were the games, though, from the uh, Summer Game Fest that caught my attention. We could slide on over into, what, the Xbox and Bethesda Showcase. Now, Fable, <laughs> Fable and Perfect Dark are highly anticipated um, Xbox games. However, 
No new information in this showcase. People are bummed out about it. I understand. What caught my attention, though, these are my top picks. Redfall. That game looks dope. It looks like a simplified version of like Resident Evil or um, the zombie mode from your favorite Call of Duty games. Like not so much special weapons and bullets and multipliers and shit like that. Just your ass trying to survive being attacked by a monster with a shotgun. <laughs> Look fun. Uh, Diablo 4. Never played a Diablo game, but the trailer for 4. Look pretty dope, I must admit. Being that I will be on the market for that Xbox Cloud Gaming Streaming Stick when it drops. Um, I'm interested in checking out more gameplay footage for Diablo 4 so I can decide if it's something that is going to entice me even further to go out and buy at least the Xbox Streaming Stick. If this shit get a little bit out of hand as far as my interest in Xbox games, I will go ahead and just buy a system. It's just... I have PlayStation already. I have Nintendo Switch already. I play games on my phone. I got enough games going on and not enough time to play them all. That's why I haven't gotten Xbox yet. But if these games keep looking fire like the way they're looking, I might. Minecraft Legend also caught my attention. More so because I think this is going to take the kids by storm. I really think they're going to like this game just based on what I've seen off of the trailer. I don't ever see myself playing Minecraft. Maybe just based on this trailer it's it's, it's making me feel like maybe. But um, I just thought like, oh, shit, this is going to be different. It kind of had this whole RPG dungeon crawler quest uh <laughs> fantasy vibe to it that look like is going to um really really make the kids enjoy the game because when i do sit and watch like my god kids or whatever play minecraft they do build their own worlds and shit but they also like exploring and coming across like little animals and little zombies and shit you could fight or whatever the case might be this legends game this minecraft legends look like it's adding all of that Plus, like, an actual storyline for you to follow, quests and things for you to complete in order to build different things in this world. I don't know. It looked dope. I think I think the Minecrafters are going to really enjoy it. Um, League of Legends Wild Rift also caught my attention. I've never played League of Legends before either, but the trailer looked dope. So, maybe <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, Valorant is coming to Game Pass. I've always wanted to play Valorant. It's only been on PC um, up until now, I believe. Yeah, I think now this is going to be an Xbox game as well. Either way, it's very much like an Overwatch, but not and i'm interested <laughs> i'd be seeing pc players play it and i'd be like damn i want to play that shit but i don't have a pc to play it on yet uh, but it looks like road company and um, overwatch kind of put together a little bit it looked fun too so we'll see but coming to game pass and then personas three four and five are also coming to game pass legendary for the xbox players because persona is like one of the best jrpgs of all time and i need to finish so 
glad xbox can enjoy as well <laughs> um sea of thieves also looks interesting apparently this game i've been out for some time i just never heard of it i've become abreast of it via this xbox but there's the showcase though and i don't know i'm interested don't have xbox not on pc either but you know that shit look kind of dope I'm assuming you become a pirate and get your own like fleet of pirates and crewmen and, um, you know, customize your ship and shit like that. That's what the trailer was looking like to me anyway. Either way, I'm interested. Flintlock also looked pretty cool. It kind of gave me like God of War vibes a little bit. It's a single player RPG and a character, I guess, is on a quest to find out if she can kill a god. I was intrigued. Looked dope. That was pretty much everything, though, from the Xbox. But there's the showcase that really, like, caught my attention. I know there were some other games announced and shit like that. But those are the ones that, you know, piqued my interest. So, them the ones I wrote down. Outside of that, um, the trailer for Sonic Frontiers dropped. Well, a gameplay trailer for Sonic Frontiers dropped. It looks exactly like a Sonic version of Breath of the Wild. But it looks dope, though. It's it's just based on the gameplay, it was given very much Breath of the Wild. Um, but I hope it's more, more to do in this, you know, huge open world and just run around and collect coins and solve puzzles like I didn't see any like fighting scenes. I didn't put any cut scenes. There were no scenes explaining quests or whatever. That entire gameplay footage was literally somebody running around as Sonic, you know, platforming off of the different um, obstacles and things on the map, collecting coins and shit. And that looked dope. I just wonder where does that fit in the story and is there more to do with the map? We'll see, though. I'm interested in Sonic Frontiers. Probably going to get it when it drops. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet also released the dope trailer. We got to see the legendaries that are going to be gracing the front covers of these respective games. They look dope. Got some semi-gameplay footage. We got to see the start of Pokemon and shit like that. I'm excited for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I keep buying these Pokemon games, loving them still not finding the time to jump on my switch and complete them but i'm gonna keep buying them just because <laughs> these shits look dope and when i do have the time they get played so that is what it is the biggest thing that happened no in gaming this week for me that i was really really fucking with <laughs> overwatch 2 was announced supposed to be dropping october 4th of this year which is fan fucking tastic because that what's that like? I want to say six days after my birthday. It's not even a week after my birthday. My birthday is September twenty eighth. For anybody who doesn't know, this shit come out October four. That's like six days later. I'm gonna be lit, like ready to enjoy this game. We get the motherfucking um, early access or beta two which it will include console players this time. That's supposed to be happening June 28th, which at time of recording, a little bit over a week and a half, almost two weeks away. 
excited for that really really ready to jump on overwatch 2 and experience the game it's crazy because after they closed the first beta and shut down the server for that or whatever i seen a lot of people just randomly on the twitters and instagram i miss overwatch 2 i miss overwatch 2 i'm like is the game really that good we'll see (laughs) we will see the trailer for Overwatch 2's announcement is showcased gameplay from the next new character who is going to be a tank by the name of the Junker Queen. If you are an Overwatcher like myself, you be paying attention to all the Overwatch influencers already on YouTube and shit like that. You know, they've been talking about Junker Queen and, oh, she could be the next character and They've been alluding to her with these posters and Easter eggs and things in the game. Like, Junker Queen is going to be a hero in the game. She finally got announced. Her kit looks dope. I'm really, really excited to play this new tank. Specifically because tank role is one of the roles that is the easiest to get into as far as wait times are concerned. So, I normally bounce back and forth between tank and support. Them adding more tank uh, characters, thumbs up. I was expecting them to be a support character, but I'm not mad at the Jerker Queen coming to the game because tank is also a role that's lacking. Like damage got three times as much as tank. Like if you combine tank and support, it's still way more damage characters. So I'm fine with them adding another tank. I'm excited as fuck for... um, the game and her can't wait to play they showcase some of the design reworks for the characters in the trailer those look dope um they show what looks to be cut scenes from like an rpg um story mode that kind of looks dope i was like oh shit the game really coming and it's looking fire like i'm excited the game is also being announced as free to play so the lobbies are going to be filled with noobs but it's fine because me as a seasoned player, that means I will rise to the top to meet the other seasoned players and be knocked down to the middle. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's the one I'm most looking forward to out of all this game talk. The motherfucking Overwatch 2. When the beta drop, I would definitely let y'all know how I feel about it. Like I said, a little bit less than two weeks away from that which is going to be fun. I'm going to be practicing. I'm currently gold still for support. I think I hit a season high though. So that means I'm going up um, for tank, silver, you know, win some, lose some, plateau, plateau. Bullshit. (laughs) I'm going to make it to gold by the end of the season. No, that's my goal anyway. Damage, I still don't think I even finished my placement matches because the wait times be so fucking long. But hopefully Overwatch 2 will change all of that. Like I said, going free to play. So plenty of noobs in the lobbies ready to play the game. <laughs> but yeah, really excited for Overwatch 2. Um, I just finished like the announcement reveal event that they just uh, premiered on YouTube. The game is looking fire. They gave us a lot of new details as far as what we can expect when the game launches in October. We moving into a seasonal pattern now, which will mean updates to the game, major updates to the game. 
they said every nine weeks so that's new maps new characters or new game modes um they talked about how they introducing a new i guess what tier or level for skins called mythic where they already are gonna come like pretty much pre you know designed from the team or whatever but you'll have the opportunity to unlock these mythic skins and customize them the way that you feel like you want them to look so pretty much <laughs> change the color based on how it was looking on the uh overwatch event but that's dope because you can't do that with any other skin you kind of just have to take whatever colorway they offer or whatever and these mythic skins at least the one that they showcased for genji looked dope as fuck so i'm excited for that because mythic skins are supposed to you know be even a tier higher than um legendary skins so that's fire um they're doing like these gun charms and shit you might know those from apex i'm excited for that as well i like small little customizations that you could do like that just something to you know what i'm saying add your own character and your own flair to the overwatch heroes it's gonna be dope man really excited to try this new push mode um i think they said in the beta that's supposed to be happening really soon i talked about that already they're gonna also include a new map for the push mode or whatever so that's gonna be fun everybody getting experience the real map for the first time together pc and console players alike gonna be dope everybody gonna get the experience playing the junker queen together as well that's gonna be dope 5v5 with pc and console players it's gonna be dope <laughs> like i'm just really excited for this game i'm glad it's finally finally coming after years and years and years of development and updates and speculations the game is finally fucking coming they even gave us a fucking road map so we can see what they have planned like 2023 we should be somewhere in the middle of like season four or season five they're talking about having a pve element which they tend to do that anyway you know the archive events um the halloween event you know various events throughout the overwatch like year cycle or whatever they have these like quick little pve modes where you can team up with a max of four players and y'all run through this story mode-esque kind of map and mode and just you know have fun together they pretty much are saying they're trying to incorporate that on a more grander level into the overall game and flesh it out so that it continues the story that they were telling with all of the small stories that they put on youtube or the small stories that happen inside of the game via like the archive event and stuff so that's dope as fuck to me i feel like the game is about to be really really lit i really love that they making it free to play i don't mind that i spent money for overwatch one or whatever the case might be i've enjoyed the game ever since i purchased it the overwatch 2 going free to play allowing anybody to just jump in and you know what i'm saying experience the game that's going to be fun it's going to bring a lot of new players it's going to make the game feel like it's alive and really progressing and transitioning with the player base in real time versus how it was in the past where you just kind of get updates based on whatever the development team wants to push out so really excited for that they're talking about 
there's always going to be something to do in the game. I'm assuming that just means like challenges and things just like the other live service games, how they give you like a list of challenges like every day or every week that you complete and win and earn extra shit. I'm just excited. It's going to be lit. They even confirmed that the next hero is going to be a support hero. I know I was just talking about that. They just confirmed it on the event with me watching it or whatever the case might be. Um, we got Sojourn coming in as damage. Like I said, Junker Queen is going to be on tank. And then the next new character that we'll get after the game launches, which is probably going to happen in season one, like launch of Overwatch 2, this new support hero will probably be like ready to play. But even with that new support hero coming into the game and kind of balancing it out as far as character selection is concerned, support will still have the least amount of heroes. So they also said that the next character will also be a support character. So the game launches in October, probably going to get a support character at launch, the new support character anyway. And then nine weeks or so from that when the uh, overwatch 2 moves into season 2 which should be top of 2023 boom another support character so blizzard is working i'm really happy about that it's been good news coming from that side of the table ever since microsoft you know what i'm saying made its intentions clear about purchasing them and everything like that really happy with what's going on overwatch 2 about to be lit i'm signed up for the beta more information on that <laughs> once I finally get to play it. Outside of that, though, I started a not so new game, um, God of War from 2018. That is the RPG that I'm currently playing. There was a lot of talk and news about Ragnarok, which is the next game in this generation of God of War um, series. And I was like, oh, shit, you know what? I do have the other God of War. Let me just go ahead and beat that real quick. So I'm abreast of where the story is going to pick up from when Ragnarok is released. So that's what I'm doing. Didn't know I was going to really fuck with this game this much. I thought it was going to be just like the rest of the God of War games that I've beaten. But it's actually turning out to be better. Like I like the reworks that they've done to the battle mechanics and having this um his son with him so he can kind of aid from the sideline and shit like i like this game i'm really really into the story gonna be continuing to play it probably when i finish recording this but god of war 2018 is dope as fuck and i can't wait for motherfucking ragnarok even though i haven't completed this god of war game i just know ragnarok is gonna be fire because the trailer looked good as fuck and that's it for the game chat for this particular episode let's jam real quick while we slide into the playlist you can't wait too hard to read everything i sacrificed was all for the team everything i do for you is not just for me you know lean lean and it just more than a team no shit get dangerous when my heart involved because i just heart it out and i know it ain't mine but i still wonder who you fucking when i'm not around especially when i'm out of town if this is all a game to you. First things first, since we end the playlist talking music, happy Black Music Month. Yes, June is Black Music Month. Has been long before they decided to make Juneteenth an original or an official holiday. Um, has been, 
I don't know how long it's been since Pride, but happy Pride Month to the LGBTQ as well. I'm just shouting out June specifically right now, though, because Black Music Month. Music is near and dear to my heart. We should all know this at this point. My first love. <laughs> I'm just fucked with music. It is our month. So let's go ahead <laughs> with some headlines real quick. The biggest headline being that Beyonce is coming. <laughs> like she's finally back. Um, title, which if you're not um, familiar with the streaming platform, it is or at one point was owned mostly by Beyonce and Jay-Z. I think that they've sold a couple of their shares to the point where they're like majority minority holders, I believe. I'm not sure how the business works out behind that, but that's basically Jay-Z and Beyonce's like streaming platform in my head, at least like business wise, it might be a little different, but they're the ones introduced it to niggas and got niggas to sign up and got other black artists to put money behind it to make it a thing. So that's what it is to me. Either way, they took the Twitter recently and told us, you know what I'm saying? July 29th, act one of the Renaissance by Beyonce. That's all they said to quote the tweet specifically and literally said Beyonce act one Renaissance. And it was like a picture there <laughs> and that's it. You know, of course, the Internet went crazy or whatever. People started doing their research and things, digging around. They found the track listing over on Apple Music. The track listing is not filled in, but it does confirm that there will be 16 tracks on this act one of Renaissance. And um, that's all we know so far. But I'm ready. The queen is back. Beyonce has been really quiet ever since uh, Black is King dropped. Maybe like one or two features cleared a couple records for some of our favorite artists today. Um, definitely showed up to some awards to get her awards. And that's pretty much it. Now, well, outside of Ivy Park, she's been dropping Ivy Park pretty consistently. But outside of that, we haven't gotten any music title coming out and being like Beyonce is coming July 29th. Um, she's posted new pictures on her Instagram and all that shit like that. Like, it's Beyonce season. It's time. She's coming. I don't know if the full project will be out on the 29th, but something is coming from Beyonce on the 29th. Whatever this act one is of Renaissance, I'm ready. Hopefully, you know, say we're going into the summertime. So Beyonce going to get us lit. And um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just excited to hear what she's working on, man. It's been, like I said, since Black is King, that's a couple years now. It's time. I'm ready for uh, I'm ready for new Beyonce because Black is King was pre-pandemic. Like we wasn't nowhere near close to coronavirus when Black is King dropped. I mean, she did drop the deluxe in 2020 when COVID was popping, like July-ish or whatever the case might be. But ever since then... We haven't really gotten anything music-wise from Beyonce. Um, 2022 is pretty much halfway over, so it's time, baby. We back outside. Festival season is in full effect. You know, everybody on tour right now. It's time for Beyonce to come on through, turn us up for the summertime, slide us into the wintertime, give us a tour next year. Who knows? But 
whatever the case might be act one renaissance july 29th beyonce in other h-town news <laughs> megan the stein is supposed to be premiering a brand new song in p valley season two if you watched the last episode of p valley i think it was episode two which we will talk about in the watch list in a second uh y'all saw they got a little clip of megan the stallion apparently that little clip will turn into an actual role on the show and on that role on the show megan will be premiering a brand new song so that's gonna be dope can't wait to find out what the song sound like and how megan's character on the show you know what i'm saying interacts with pussy valley because it's going down in this season already <laughs> um Rolling Stone, that greatest 200 hip-hop albums list, trash. I don't give a fuck to uh, really go into the details. They had oddly placed certain albums. I know for a fact that this is mostly a clickbait conversation starter-ass list. It's not genuine. I don't know if uh, black people work at Rolling Stone they have to. I mean, it just makes sense. But you never know. It could be a company full of white people that's just critiquing music from the space of being music fans. Either way, did not fuck with the list. I could see why some of the albums were on there, but the placing was just wild to me. You're talking about the greatest 200 albums or hip-hop albums. And the top 10 was a little shaky. Like, I don't know. Either way, don't fuck with it. Rolling Stone, um, let the black people worry about the greatest hip-hop albums on your team. If you don't have any black people over there, then just don't comment on this kind of stuff. It's okay. We don't ever ask for these lists from any of these publications. They just jump out the window one day with a random Instagram post talking about this person is the greatest rapper right now. And this person got the best hip-hop album of all time. And we just be like... Who is debating this right now? Why are we having to sit through people think and say things just to get, you know, likes and retweets and comments and shit, but not be factual and presentation and information like I don't know. We don't ask for these lists. That's all I'm saying. Like they just happen. But um trash on that one. Um Intergalactic is a series coming to netflix by way of kid cuddy produced by kenya barris which black af and blackish and grownish to say the least like kenya barris is i don't know he's become one of these like hidden fixtures within black entertainment like you don't realize how much um writing and producing he's done for black television until you look him up and run his stats down like i said black af on netflix grownish and wokeish not wokeish <laughs> grownish and blackish over on abc i think he also wrote on the game and um girlfriends like king bird has been around doing a lot of good work Either way, he's partnered with Kid Cudi to bring Intergalactic to life. It's supposed to be an adult animated series starring Kid Cudi. And it serves as a visual representation of the upcoming Kid Cudi album of the same name. So basically, 
Kid Cudi is putting out this album. The title of the album is called Intergalactic. Um, this Netflix series is also titled Intergalactic. And the Netflix series is supposed to be what he visualizes based on the music of the album. And of course, the series is going to showcase music from the album that tie everything together. I'm excited. My love and artists do this. However, they give us like a very intentional and very thought out visual explanation of what their music uh, sounds like and are supposed to be received and sound like to us like Beyonce does this not necessarily a cartoon or whatever but Black is King is what's coming to mind when I say that or like um, Lemonade had a movie with it as well as the Beyonce self-titled album had like a full music video movie with it um janelle monet is really really good at doing this kind of stuff as well where her songs and her visuals for her album as a whole like she does movies for her albums basically so what netflix is doing with kid cuddy and kenya barris to like turn into galactic into an animated uh netflix series that's gonna be fire it's star-studded cast as well like i was running through it or I was watching the trailer and I started seeing all these dope names pop up like Tiana Taylor and Ty Dolla Sign, Jaden Smith, Vanessa Hudgens. They're all voice acting in this um, series. Like I was like, all right, shit, this shit like it's going to be lit as fuck. The animation looks amazing. So I'm excited for that. Um, supposedly, the story is about a man trying to balance love and success. It sounds familiar but you know what i'm saying i like the spin that it's cuddy's brain and kenya versus brain coming together to you know piece together this intergalactic love story i'm gonna be checking it out when it drops on netflix as far as music though i told y'all in the intro that i got into a new project the project is called lost souls by um, dream chaser artist vori now I'm not the biggest Vori fan. I've seen him or heard his music around, you know, just briefly. He's been attached to some very, very huge artists who I really do fuck with a whole lot. And I said, I don't fuck with him. Just saying, like, that's where I got accustomed to it. You know, he's been on the Kanye projects and he's done music with, I think, um, Beyonce and Jay-Z yeah grammy nominations between those two highly or three highly successful artists right there so been aware of vori just never like paid his music any mind pusha t tweeted about a song that him and kanye had on the album right so credit pusha t for getting me into this album I went and I listened to the song and I was like, oh, this song fire as fuck. I see why Pusha Tweet tweeted what he tweeted. Something about this is my favorite song of yours. My favorite verse from Kanye. Some shit like that he was saying on Twitter. Either way, check the song out. And I was like, you know what? I might as well get an entire album to listen because just based on what I hear of him, he sounds like artists that I would normally listen to anyway. Listen to the full body of work. Fire. This whole Lost Souls album, I was fucking with it. Production is tight. Um, my favorite song on the project is Mind Games. Too good on the mind games. 
You know I'm not too good with the mind games. You know I'm not too good with the mind games. You know I'm not too good with the mind games. Yeah, playing with my mind is like playing with my time. I don't like to waste it. Yeah. Like I'm really fucking with the album as a whole. Uh he's kind of in that lane where he's like a melodic rapper. So think like Young Thug, a little bit of post Malone in there, a little Kanye, 808s and Heartbreak vibes, a little Drake in there. Like he encompasses, you know the artist that i tend to listen to the most and i'm like all right cool dark skinned nigga with dreads like myself so representation <laughs> and he don't mind you know what i'm saying sounding like uh brent fires a little bit because he i got brent fires in there too so i was fucking with it the whole project is pretty dope i've played songs by now from it check that out whenever you get a chance i also Got into Post Malone's recent album. I forgot the title of it, but it was cool. I'm not really a Post Malone fan. I've never really recovered from that shit. He said on The Breakfast Club about hip hop music not being real music and all this other bullshit that he said. Even though the, the genre that he did mention as quote unquote real music was created by black people. Either way, ever since that comment i kind of just been like whatever if he put out something that's catchy or whatever then i'll fuck with it otherwise i don't really pay up no mind like that so the album came out and i gave it a fair listen just because he's been known to put out songs before that i fuck with so i was like let me listen to it it was cool sounds like post malone i'm okay with that um favorite song off of there was the one or it's the one with Doja Cat, the I really like you song, or so I like you. I forgot the specific title. The way I drip, turn that pool to the beach, and I could have cut the burger, but I caps the lead. Why we got the same taste for the finer things? Brand new nigga with the same routine. Now we got me on a leash, cause we said no strings. You know I'm cool with that. So that pussy, you ain't get sued for that. Wonder what a nigga might do for that. Either way, Doja Cat slid on that. And I still like the uh, the song with the weekend because that that hook is iconic. And I'll say he got one coming over and one right now. <laughs> I really fuck with that song. Ray Shrimmer is back. They put out a new song and video entitled Denial. It's cool. Got a uh, got a little R and B summertime vibe going on. I really, really like the video because they on location. It's not no green screen shit. It's not no rap nigga cars, guns, chains, and money shit. They like look like they in Mexico on beaches and in the barrios. Like it's really um a very, very beautiful, well shot video. You know I fuck with cinematography a lot, so caught my attention a must um and then pharrell featuring 21 savage and tyler the creator they got a new track cash in cash out cash out cash in cash out cash in cash out cash in cash out 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 cash in cash out cash in cash out cash in cash out cash in cash out cash out cash out cash out cash out ryan in the call with no keys straight up louis v shirt with no sleeves definitely a little bop <laughs> here i fuck with pharrell heavy he's one of my favorite producers of all time 21 savage and tyler the creator both are two rappers that i really enjoy seeing and hearing them collab is really really dope 
I really like that clay animation that they use for the video and just re made this really um, trippy, like <laughs> really trippy, just visually stunning video with all this clay um, animation going on. It was dope. I really fucked with the song and the video. Outside of that, um, the only thing that I've been really, really like <laughs> listening to is SZA. She released a deluxe edition of Control to celebrate the five year anniversary of Control's release. And on that deluxe, she included seven more songs to the project. None of these songs are like brand, brand new. These are all recorded around the time that Control was recorded. So these songs potentially were supposed to be on the album, but she scrapped them for whatever reason. Decided, you know what? Five years of Control. The album has not left the Billboard 200 since its release. This deluxe shot it back up to the top 10 of the Billboard 200. Like, this album is classic at this point. Certifiable. Like, plenty of plaques coming off of this shit based off of the singles and videos. And like I said, it's never left the top 200 on the Billboard chart since its release. So, this deluxe was very, very warranted and a great way to celebrate five years, a great way to get get us prepared for whatever new albums is about to drop. I'm fucking with it. Um, she included a version of Love Galore that does not have Travis Scott on it. And it, even though I really like the original, this version is not bad as well because it's more SZA being SZA. And y'all know how I feel about SZA. Um, 2 a.m. though is probably my favorite song. It is a cover of Drake and Party Next Door's Come and See Me. I want to say it's a cover because that just makes the most sense, but I don't know. It's not really a cover per se. She used the same beat or a remade beat that closely, closely resembles the original. And she used the same hook, but all of her verses are brand new. She's not singing any of the same things that uh, Party Next Door or Drake said on the track. She just pretty much gave us a woman's perspective of Come and See Me and titled it 2 a.m. And that shit is fire. Last time you were behind me, all in the mirror. I can see everything you will be doing. I can see everything looking at me like you love me. You don't love me. I never care long as I come first. You come on. I really love Scissor, man. Damn. <laughs> but um Yeah, that deluxe, man. That shit hitting. All these songs feel very, very good on control. They fit. Control is one of my favorite R and B albums to come out since it came out. And um I really enjoy these additions based on the deluxe or whatever. I'm glad she did that. Other than that, though, as far as music is concerned, I really ain't been, you know, listening to much. Ain't really nothing else been really sticking with me. Let me see. I checked out a few singles. Um, the Kid Cudi Do What I Want, which is going to be on the Galactic Project I talked about early in the episode. That was cool. 
NBA Youngboy put out a song called Goals. That was kind of cool. Riot by Nardo Wick. That was a cool one. Turn It Up by Cochise. I playlisted that. I fuck with that song. So that's a good one. Um, Distractions by Polo G. I don't know. It's a little bit too slow for me for this time of year. But it's Polo G doing his Polo G thing. Miss Davis by Gucci Man. Um, I really like <laughs> Gucci Man and Keisha Kiyor's like Black Love and everything. It was cool to hear him, you know, fawn over his wife. But I gave it one listen, and that's all I needed because it's not not necessarily a Gucci track for me. Uh, outside of that, though, that's pretty much it for music. So. Let's jam out real quick and then we're gonna slide into the watch list so we can wrap this thing up. Starting with some news Joker 2 has been confirmed. By writer Todd Phillips via an IG post of two pics. One with Joaquin Phoenix actually reading the script. And then the second picture was the actual cover of the script. I'm excited. <laughs> the first Joker, well, this iteration of the Joker anyway, was really, really good. So Joker 2 coming and then that subtitle kind of alluded to some kind of comparisons to the Batman that are going to open our eyes to the fact that, you know, Bruce Wayne might be just as damaged mentally and emotionally as some of these villains he be trying to take off the streets of Gotham. <laughs> like. I don't know. The the whole shit look good or whatever. Head on over to uh, Todd Phillips' Instagram post if you want to see what I'm talking about as far as the title and what that means and everything. But I'm excited for it. Other news, Amber Heard. Yes, we know what's going on with her and Johnny Depp. She lost the trial. She also might be losing her spot or her role in the um, upcoming Aquaman movie. Um, <laughs> reps from Warner Brothers said they cut her based on a screenplay test and they're looking to replace her and reshoot. Amber Heard's team, on the other hand, says that's all a lie. Nobody from Warner Brothers really said that. And as far as they know, Amber is still good to go for Aquaman. We'll see what happens in the future, though. This movie got to come out. And if we don't see Amber on screen, we know why. <laughs> Sticking with DC for a minute, though, Black Adam. That trailer looks fire. Yes, I noticed all of the similarities from the Black Panther trailer. It is what it is. You know, DC at this point, they need to do something to keep us interested. If it means stealing concepts from Marvel and all of the success that they've had in the um, cinematic space. Do what you got to do, DC. <laughs> but the trailer looks dope. I really like that they showed um, Hawkman. We really forget about Hawkman a lot. And I don't like that. Because <laughs> Hawkman is a dope character. 
and uh, very integral to the Justice League. Why they keep swapping him out with other characters, I'm confused about, but hopefully Black Adam kind of sets things straight and we get to see Hawkman take on a different um, level of... I don't know, fanfare to the point that will get him his own like series, a movie or something, because I would like to see Hawkman done in like the same light of whatever this Black Adam looks like it's going to be. Or maybe um, how Wonder Woman was shot and kind of framed as far as storytelling is concerned. Like I want Hawkman to get a top tier DCEU quality movie or show is what I'm saying especially because he's being played by Aldous Hodge and I fuck with Aldous Hodge so I want him and Hawkman to have success in the DCEU outside of that the movie look like it's gonna be dope it look like we also get to see a Green Lantern as well I don't necessarily know how that part of the story is gonna play out but I'm going to see Black Adam when it comes in the theater, so I'm ready. <laughs> um, also, trailer slash teaser for The School for Good and Evil. This looks dope. Now, originally, I thought it was going to be a series, but based on what I read and researched, it's probably going to be a movie. Either way, Kerry Washington is in it, so I'm ready to uh, heart eye over her. <laughs> As well as get my fantasy, you know, fixed with this whole school that is supposed to cater to both the good and evil in the world. I don't know. The trailer didn't really say much. Like I said, it's a teaser, but I'm excited for the full uh, film to come out. Hopefully we get, you know, this thing turned into a Harry Potter movie situation or like a Percy Jackson um, movie situation because if I'm not mistaken based on what I read this movie is based off a book as well same as Percy Jackson and Harry Potter their fantasy books aimed at kids and teens and young adults so hopefully the uh school for good and evil can stand the test of time and get multiple series or multiple movies entered into this film series because i don't know the trailer looked dope it had like a lot of the same special effects and visuals that you would expect like a shadow and bone to have or lock and key which are also two um fantasy shows on netflix or whatever look like the main character or at least one of them is a black girl so i support that as well like i said carrie washington is in this movie as well doing something in the i don't know godmother or fairy godmother capacity i don't know but um i'm interested can't wait for the movie to drop ready to see that when it drops and then there are a ton of other tv shows coming out like the sandman i'm excited for that movies as well uh, but I did reactions to those over on the Nerds Rule the World YouTube channel with Kuya P and my dog and co-host for the NRW Checkpoint. His name is Webster Style. Um, we reacted to a bunch of trailers that dropped over like the past two weeks or whatever. If you want to see those, see what else I'm going to be checking out, what could possibly be coming to the blurred cast as far as me reviewing it or whatever head on over to the nerds rule the world youtube channel to watch those
outside of that though i started a new show it's called <laughs> that damn michael che is michael che's i don't know i can't really call it a sketch comedy show i mean there's skits in it and then there's like a main kind of story to it but then there's also him like think of it as dave chappelle's uh chappelle's show but like michael che version of it <laughs> not so much saying that one is better than the other i'm just saying like it kind of got that style like he sits for a second and does like a not a comedy routine but he has a dialogue with whoever's in the room with him we don't see him on camera and he kind of breaks down this like nuanced idea and then that nuanced idea like frames the rest of the episode and he pops in here and there to like have more conversation on it as the sketches transition into other areas of that nuanced conversation i don't know it's dope i really enjoy the show he's tackling a lot of real shit a lot of black shit but from a smart way like i actually would like to see dave Chappelle on this show or like them do an episode together or something because like it's really funny but then it's also really really smart and intelligent and i fuck with it because it's it's <laughs> it's dumb ignorant nigga funny but then it's also like intelligent like nuance funny if that makes sense either way <laughs> it's on hbo max um i'll be laughing my ass off i think i'm on <laughs> episode four at this point it's two seasons. I think each season might have either eight or ten episodes, like 30 minutes a piece. It's, it's a good one to just, you know, kind of put on if you want to um, roll up and just vibe and laugh or you like to sip on whatever you like to drink and just kind of just chill and laugh and let your brain uh, soak up some <laughs> intelligent comedy. P-Valley is also back on TV episode two has just released on whatever day that came out <laughs> but that's the latest episode to come out we only two episodes in but i'm really enjoying it so far um mississippi it's i cricket letter i cricket letter <laughs> however it go shannon thornton's character really enjoying her storyline so far i wish she would either kill or leave this abusive ass white man she decided to check up and have a baby with but outside of that i'm enjoying her story it seems like she has him mentally wrapped around her finger like yes this nigga is abusive and aggressive as fuck he's obviously like off his rocker this nigga just be flipping out he's not even a nigga he's a white man this white man just be flipping out for no reason well there's a reason but not a reason to flip out <laughs> like menial small reasons and be putting his hands on her and shit like that but it seems like so far in this season she's mentally got him in a place where she can get him to do anything as long as she lie the right way so i'm okay with that i think she's about to use this opportunity to go on tour with Lil murder whatever as a way to build her following up even more on social media and make more money so that she could finally have enough to leave this nigga or this white man hopefully that's the case and that's the plan 
we'll see as episodes progress. Um, the new girls that got recruited into P Valley, they fire as fuck. I really hope the fall that Mercedes took off the pole doesn't cause her any problems when she decides to climb back up. Um, I did not know the show was going to take this um, root work turn with this whatever um, Diamond did to extract the seven pounds of pressure from the muscles in Mercedes arms or whatever. Like that was like weird, <laughs> but it was also dope at the same time. I understand root work a little bit just based on what I was able to research and it wasn't no demonic voodoo shit that um, Diamond was doing. It was actually very pure and what, you know, ancestors from that part of the country, I think, yeah, P-Valley's in Mississippi. Like, they, they be fucking with that kind of shit. So, I'm for it or whatever. It was just dope seeing it on camera. I was like, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't know Diamond was also like a holistic doctor. I thought he was just a <laughs> a buff nigga that be uh, beating people up just to protect whoever paying him. I don't know. <laughs> but that shit was dope. Um, ready for whatever Megan Thee Stallion is about to do on P-Valley. I feel like that's going to be fire. Lil Murder going on tour or whatever, coming out with new music. I think that's going to be fire. He got an op watching him, though. And I don't know if I like that. Saying I don't know because if you know what Lil Murder got going on on his storyline on P Valley, this op could either be, you know, what I'm saying his next obsession <laughs> or somebody really trying to get at my dog. So we'll see. But hopefully the new music sound good or whatever. P Valley just a good show. The women, the women, and then you know the storyline. <laughs> Like, it's funny, everything. Really, really um, ready for episode three. Um, the Boys, season three. I think I just watched, what was it, episode four? Fire. The season is getting good already. I'm really, really um, excited to see what's going to happen now that Soldier Boy has entered the picture. I ain't going to say too much past that. For those of you who are watching the boys and aren't caught up yet or plan to watch it, you know, season three or whatever the case might be, it's getting good, though. I say that like <laughs> this whole shit with Homelander going rogue and being like, man, fuck that. I'm going to show these motherfuckers the real me. And then all of these white people being like, yes, that's the one the one we wanted to see. That's the Homelander we want. Like that shit is crazy. I'm glad, though, that the black man, what's his name? Stan, the the dude who, like, runs, fought or whatever. Like, I'm really glad he was not backing down from Homeland and told him, nigga, you just a bad product. Ain't nobody scared of you, nigga. You ain't no motherfucking God. He didn't really say it like that. <laughs> but, but I'm glad that he ain't backed down for no punk-ass Homelander because stand your ground, black man. Yeah, even though this motherfucker could literally kill you in 0.5 seconds with a just a laser stare <laughs> i'm glad he still was like nigga you are just somebody looking for my approval but i'm not your motherfucking daddy and i would never want to be your daddy bitch <laughs> but 
definitely fucking with the boys. Um, episode four was a good one. Can't wait for episode five. Like I said, Soldier Boys in the picture now, and I'm really, really interested to see how that plays out, given what we know or what we've learned on episode four about his powers and how that can affect others. Like I'm ready. I'm ready for this episode to drop Friday, whatever time of morning it is. I'm going to be up watching that shit. <laughs> and then Miss Marvel phenomenal show. It's, it's, it's going great so far. I should say I really enjoyed it. We're on episode two at this point, um, but I didn't get a chance to cover any of it with you all. Either way, I love um, the animations that be happening on like these random objects, like when they texting or whatever you'll see, like in the window or like in some um, lit up lettering or on some concrete, like chalk on the ground. You'll see like the text messages being typed out and sent and stuff like that. Like it's really dope how they've incorporated, um, I don't know, text animation and picture animation into these like beautiful shots of the city of New Jersey and like just the characters standing around the city like it's dope I really enjoy like everything from a visual aspect of Miss um, Marvel even her like powers or whatever are showing up in like really cool ways as far as visual effects are concerned um, I like the, the music it's a really good representation of, you know, Pakistani culture while also being inclusive of the fact that she's American and lives in Jersey or whatever. That's dope to me. Um, I actually don't mind the character changes that the MCU made to her. Like, you know, her powers being a little bit different or whatever. I don't mind it. I'm, I'm actually enjoying it based on the way um, the story is playing out. Episode one was really good. Really did a good job at endearing me to the character. Um, I really, <laughs> I really felt the scene of her parents telling her she could go to Marvel Con, but only if Abu could go with her. Because <laughs> just as a creative myself, right, I'm always caught off guard when my parents or like any people that raised me take interest in what I'm doing and like want to talk to me about it and want to like be involved on a more like physical level I just be like eh, nah I prefer you not like I'm okay with you knowing about what I'm doing with my life and shit like that what I'm interested in I'm okay with you like supporting monetarily buying me things you know just trying to make sure I keep focus on it and you know doing things to make sure it can happen or whatever but I don't you know showing up at shows and you know trying to be a part of part like yeah it's a little bit too much <laughs> but that's just me and I understand it as somebody in her shoes before like I want you to say it's okay for me to go to the con I want you to go to the con with me like be okay with the fact that these are what I'm interested in, but like we don't need to bond over it. Like you got your thing, I got my thing. As the child and you as the adult. <laughs> like let me just vibe and you do you. So I understood Kamala like completely. Yes, it was a little insensitive and it hurt the parents' feelings or whatever the case might be, but 
that's life <laughs> it just is man i can't necessarily say i feel like super bad like i feel bad but at the same time like i get it because i'm kind of the same way like i appreciate the support and acknowledgement but like we don't have to do it together <laughs> it's my thing <laughs> but um i also noticed that the first episode had a lot of similarities to the marvel's avengers game like when you first play that game the first character you play is or play as is Kamala Khan, aka Miss Marvel, and she's at Avengers Con, and there's an event that happens that kind of fucks everything up. Some something to do with aim, I believe. You know, fucking everything up and bridges collapsing or whatever. Her powers kind of manifest in a weird time, and then she ends up getting chased around the city or having to evade these motherfucking damage control people that we see in the episode sounds okay cool i don't know if they necessarily took inspiration from those opening uh missions for the avengers game but i don't know i just find that to be dope just as somebody that has played kamala khan's story on the avengers game all the way through to 100 percent completion i was just like oh shit episode one is kind of like starting out how the first couple of missions of her story on the game starts out. Just thought that was dope. But the post credit scenes for episode one or whatever showed Agent Cleary, Agent P. Cleary to be exact, from Spider-Man No Way Home returning as the damage control agent that is going to be trying to hunt down Kamala Khan or whatever. And I just thought that was dope because that is our MCU tie-in right there. Agent Cleary still out here trying to catch, you know, teenagers who manifest these superhuman powers. And I just feel like that's going to be dope, especially given Kamala's uh, connection to the new Avengers and how Miles Morales Spider-Man kind of plays into that. Like, I see a story building that's going to lead to something greater. So really, really excited for that. Episode two was dope as fuck as well. The scene where her walking into school <laughs> uh, playing Mace, that shit was fire. Um, I caught a track from um, M.I.A. and Timbaland playing on like the score for the episode or whatever. That shit was dope just because the track was fire. Well, not just because, but one, because the track was fire. But then two, you know, M.I.A. and her Middle Eastern roots or whatever. I imagine that she would be like a big, you know, rapper over in the Middle Eastern countries or whatever. Like we know M.I.A. here in America. No one on the corner has swagger like us. So obviously her being from the Middle East, making a name for herself in America, she got to be huge over in those countries so it was dope that they like included her music in the background or whatever uh because i really enjoy all the middle eastern rapping that i've been hearing throughout these two episodes whatever like every now and then they'll play a track while something is going on and i'm like oh i don't understand what these people are saying but i can tell it's rap and i can tell it's from a middle eastern language so that's dope especially given that kamala khan is pakistani so I'm fucking with all of it. I really love how proud of the culture 
of or their culture they are the entire cast of this um miss marvel show whatever like they really really doing a good job of engulfing us as the viewers into the pakistani culture into the islamic faith into (laughs) being proud new jerseyans like i really fuck with what they're doing as far as representation is concerned with uh miss marvel the show in itself you know a coming of age superhero story or whatever that's cool it's been done before but i really like the way marvel and disney are doing it here just because of how much culture they're allowing to be shown in this process of the storytelling um i love the historical context that they're kind of giving from the standpoint of these Marvel characters and how they dealt with the partition of India when that happened. I did some research and I learned that that shit only happened in the 1940s with like the actual dissolution happening in 1947, which is when India became its own country and a portion of that split away and became Pakistan and Bangladesh. So it's like seeing these marvel characters kind of have this real world view and opinion on a very very landmark and largely impactful historical like global moment it's like really dope because you see with them in their culture and their faith how that um, partition affected them and it's interesting because it's making me learn like I don't remember ever being taught about the partition of India in, you know, uh, world history or social studies or anything like that. So (laughs) to be at my big grown age and learning about this stuff from a superhero TV show, (laughs) it's kind of dope. And I'm not ashamed of that at all. (laughs) Um, But, you know, if you made it to the end of the episode then you know something is going on with kamala khan's little crush and his mom i feel like her mom knows a little bit more about her abilities and that bracelet or whatever than we know of as viewers so far but we'll see what happens because that was definitely like a little curveball for me like i thought we was going to be doing some like hardcore running and ducking and dodging from the motherfucking damage control but then here come kamala khan little crush pulling up and his mom's in the back seat talking about i've been waiting to meet you like she been watching kamala or maybe put her son up to seducing kamala so they could meet we'll see <laughs> i'm enjoying the uh series as a whole so far though it's really really dope um, outside of that anime corner latest episode of spy x family or spy family however you want to pronounce it uh <laughs> episode eight is the latest episode of spy family that i watched um i really like how the show explains its character scenarios as like a message of the human condition and like the parallels of life that we kind of share dealing with the human condition. I know that kind of took like a different turn for an anime, <laughs> but that's something I noticed about it. They really do explain their characters by using all of these allegories and these hypotheticals that deal with actual human 
you know, behaviors and our conditioning. So it's pretty dope. Twilight is funny as fuck, though. <laughs> when something catches him off guard that he can't believe just happened or like it's so dumb that he's like, how the fuck did that happen? Like his facial expressions and the shit that he be thinking in his brain made me LOL every time. <laughs> I'm really enjoying Spy Family. I'm glad that I picked it up. Can't wait <laughs> to finish out the season. These dubs drop weekly. I'm not watching the subs because I'm a dub watcher. Get over it. It is what it is. <laughs> but um, that's it for the watch list. And that means that concludes this particular episode of the Talk and Play Blurrycast. Remember, I'm Brian Sav, right? You can hit me up. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, probably. I don't know. Either way, <laughs> either way. Um, get in the comments or, you know, my DM, that's fine. Wherever you want to communicate, I'm fine. Just hit me up. Talk to me about whatever you want to talk about dealing with the episode or just hip hop blurred shit, whatever. I'm here. I'm chatty, as you can see, because this episode ran a lot longer than I intended. But that's what happens when you take two weeks off, but you still want to cover everything. <laughs> either way. I'll catch y'all on the next episode of the Talk and Play Blurcast. Cast.